Brooklyn. What is going on, Nets fans? It is once again your host, Neil Villapiano, and a welcome to a much anticipated episode of the Bridge to the Nets podcast right here on the Basketball Podcast Network, the number one place to get everything you need to know about your Brooklyn Nets. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This episode and everything we do here at the Basketball Podcast Network are sponsored by the awesome people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With the NBA playoffs starting basically today, DraftKings has incredible cash prize opportunities for you guys. So you guys need to jump on DraftKings right now and get going. Sign up, use our promo code TBPN, and tell them Neil Villapiano sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is April 12th, 2022. I am recording this just hours away from the start of the Nets playoffs. As yes, the play-in tournament is beginning today. The Nets are at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. It is the hope. It's the beginning of what should be or what we all hope for to be a very, very long um, playoff year for our Brooklyn Nets. So we are going to spend the majority of the episode just previewing tonight's game and kind of going from there. I do also want to uh, apologize for the lack of inactivity over the last week. Um, I was dealing with some uh, flu-like symptoms. Luckily, it wasn't the flu, no strep, no COVID, nothing like that. But I did have an inflamed uh, uvula to the point where I was actually kind of choking on it. I had to go to the hospital and get that uh, squared away. So I wasn't able to record a new episode last week. Um, So I do apologize for that. But I'm making up for it today, trying to get this episode out with enough time for you guys to check it out and listen to it prior to tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we have a bunch to get to here in this episode of the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So let's not waste any more time and tip this one off. So I'm going to start However, on a very, very somber note, because again, like I said, I am recording this literally on the day of the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this morning we got some really, really horrific news that has nothing to do with basketball or anything like that. It has to do with some unfortunate people um, that were that that were basically hurt in a uh, Brooklyn subway station very early this morning. So. This comes from the New York Times article. There's a bunch of articles about it. Most of you guys probably already know what I'm going to be talking about. But for those of you that don't know, here is what we know about what has happened um, over in um, over in Brooklyn today. So this morning, at least 16 people were injured, 10 of them by gunfire in the subway in Brooklyn during the Tuesday morning rush, officials said, after a man released a canister of smoke and opened fire on an end train. At around 8.24 a.m., as the train pulled into the 36th Street Station, which is actually half a mile away from where the Brooklyn Nets practice facility is, um, in the Sunset Park neighborhood, the man, who was wearing a construction vest, put on a gas mask before firing shots that hit people on the train and the nearby platform, said Police Commissioner Keechant L. Sewell. The fire department said that five people were in critical condition, 
but none of them had suffered life-threatening injuries. The violent episode came amid a heightened fear of crime as New York City struggles to recover from the pandemic. Police officers were called at 8.30 a.m. to the 36th Street Station, where the D and R lines all stopped. After receiving reports of smoke and gunshots, the shooting set off panic and chaos as riders fled from the train and station throughout the billowing smoke. And uh, at the time of this recording, uh, the New York Police Department is still looking for the man who did flee the scene and was <clears throat> the shooter. So uh, for anybody that's listening to this, keep an eye out, listen to the officials, and uh, also just try to stay safe during this very difficult time. And like I said on social media, uh, just continue to stay safe and spread love the Brooklyn way. I mean, that's, uh, you know, th this is a better, this is a as big of a time as any to really kind of go off of that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy how this has happened over the last five or six hours, how, you know, I woke up this morning at around eight o'clock. So this was before. So this happened only a half hour after I woke up. And it's kind of one of those surreal feelings because what's interesting is, I was in New York last night. Now, granted, I wasn't in Brooklyn. I was in the Bronx. I went to the Yankee game, but I was on the subway. And that was kind of one of those things where it kind of took me back to say, what if I was in that position? What if it happened um, on 34th Street, Penn Station? What if that happened at 161st Yankee Stadium? You know, what, what, you know, try to put myself in that position. And that's kind of the scary thing about this whole thing. And, and what's really, really crazy is that there were, there's so many innocent people that, all they were doing was just commuting to work or wherever and not waking up this, you know, waking up this morning, not knowing that they were going to be involved in something as horrific as this. Now, luckily, it doesn't seem like any deaths have taken place and none of the injuries that people suffered or sustained, excuse me, um, are life threatening, according to the New York Times. So that's kind of a, you know, uh, you know, like a, whew, a breath of fresh air that luckily it wasn't the case. But uh, the police department is also um, suggesting that this isn't really a terroristic attack either, that um, they, that they're trying to figure out what the other uh, what the real motive of this whole thing is. Um, so right off the bat, I will say uh, my, my thoughts and prayers are with all the people that had to go through that this morning over on 36th Street uh, in Brooklyn. It's a very, very um, difficult Difficult morning, difficult way to start the day on a Tuesday um, over there. Now, there was um, Nick Friedel of ESPN and several of the media members who were at the uh, the Brooklyn Nets practice facility this morning uh, during shoot-around. Uh, they asked um, Kevin Durant and several of the other players about what is going, you know, what had transpired this morning and uh, their thoughts on it. And it starts with, um, I'm going to read a lot of the articles, so... Just roll with me here. Nick Friedel covers the Nets. Um, he posted this like at 1.23 p.m. this afternoon. Kevin Durant said, it's devastating, Durant said, after the walkthrough practice ahead of Tuesday night's playing game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know the details. To hear, to hear the sirens out front of the practice facility and see so much commotion going on outside, you hope and pray for the best for, the best for everybody involved. Durant said that he initially started hearing about what had happened through texts from the team, but nobody knew initially how bad the situation was. Quote, they sent us a text saying there might be some traffic, but I don't know why, Durant said. And then you look through your phone and see stuff. I hate violence. I hate senseless violence. Hopefully we can figure out the details and get everybody to safety and get everybody the help that they need. But it's a tough situation right now. 
After getting to the facility, Durant and his teammates started to learn more about what was happening at the 36th Street station. The sound of helicopters flying nearby and sirens from police cars and ambulances were present all around the facility. Guys pretty much heard stories on social media through their phones, and hopefully we can get this figured out, Durant said. And people can be safe. I know it's a couple. Pe- I know it's a couple people shot. It's an unfortunate situation. Hopefully they get it figured out. Nets coach Steve Nash said he didn't know about the tragedy until right about the time the walkthrough began, and even then, the details were weren't clear. It's obviously a very tragic morning. Nash said we're devastated for the community and, and for those directly involved. I don't know. I don't know a lot of the details, so I don't want to get too far into it. But we're all just concerned for everyone involved, and at the same time, try and to prepare and be focused on our task at hand. The Nets were preparing as if the game would go on a schedule. The league continues to monitor the situation. Television coverage of the shooting played on the monitors just off the practice floor as Nets staff walked by to see what was going on. Like so many in the organization, veteran guard Goran Dragic couldn't believe how close the shooting was in Nets facility. As the post-practice media interviews concluded, people in the building started getting emergency alerts on their cell phones about what was happening in the area. Assistant coach Jordan Ott was saying, you see that yellow building? That's where that happened, Dragic said. So it's really close. It's kind of scary how close it was. I've already been in the subway a couple of times, but now I don't know. I've got my doubts. So, yeah, you had a feeling that the Nets were going to talk about this at some point. And, uh, you know, they practiced only a couple of hours after this had happened. So even when they woke up this morning, they didn't know that this was going on. And, you know, you started getting alerts. That was kind of the way I found out about it as well. I was getting alerts left and right saying that there was a shooting in Brooklyn, um, you know, details to follow. And as the day has progressed, you're getting more and more um, details on it. So it is a very, very tragic and very unfortunate um situation that happened this morning and again luckily right now as far as we know nobody is dead uh people who did suffer injuries are not in critical um are not you know are not dealing with life-threatening injuries although they are in critical condition but still it's one of those things where you you wonder to yourself what if that had been me you know kind of thing it makes you step back a little bit you also wonder you know what could have prevented this what what caused this to happen in the first place um And you you really don't have those answers right now. And so the hope is, is that over the coming days, we're able to find this man and figure out what exactly went down and uh, try to find a way to prevent something like this from happening again. Um, And again, as far as we know, the Nets game is still going to happen. I'm sure the Nets will acknowledge it before the game and they will say something about it. Um, But yeah, like I said before, thoughts and prayers to all the people who had to go through those horrific, that horrific event over on 36th Street Station, uh, Sunset Park neighborhood um, in Brooklyn today. And uh, we hope that they can all get back to being 100% healthy and eventually become 100% safe. And this is always kind of the tough thing because now we have to kind of transition to a, I guess you'd say a lighter topic. And that is talking about the game that we're all looking forward to later on tonight. And that is previewing tonight's game between the Cavs and the Nets. First, it's the first seven, eight game of uh, the play-in round. Um, the eight, nine game, the, the uh, what, the nine, 10 game will be tomorrow. So let's kind of get you uh, all caught up with what's going on and, um, you know, how we've gotten to this point. So again, this is between the number seven seeded 
Brooklyn Nets against the eight-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers. This game will be at the Barclays Center at the Clays. Game time is scheduled for about 7 o'clock tonight. It will be nationally televised over on TNT. The, uh, the object is simple, really, ladies and gentlemen. If the Nets win, or basically this, the winner of this game will clinch the seventh seed and play the Boston Celtics in round one of the NBA playoffs. But if you lose, the loser of this game will face the winner of the 9-10 game, and that will determine who ends up facing up against the Heat in round one. So the Nets have put themselves in the best possible situation they could be in, even if they lose tonight. Um, that they would give themselves another chance to play on Friday with an opportunity to get the eighth seed. So that's kind of the position that we're in. Although I'm sure everybody would, including myself, would absolutely love for the Nets to get past Cleveland tonight, win tonight, don't worry about Friday, and then give yourselves almost a week to get to prepare for the um, to prepare for the Boston Celtics. And I think that would be uh, that would be massive. But going up against this Cleveland team is it's not going to be an easy task whatsoever. Let's start with talking about the Nets, obviously. Nets coming in 44 and 38. They are 20 and 21 at home. So home court has not really been an advantage to our Nets this year, but they're looking to try to get to 500 with a win tonight at home. They're also coming in playing some really good basketball, particularly on the offensive side. They're coming in on a four-game winning streak, which I think is really important. Again, considering that the Nets are still not at full strength, but they've started to win some games despite the lack of consistent rebounding and defense. The Nets are also 2-1 and one on the season against the Cavaliers. They've won one of, those, one of the three games they've played against Cleveland this year in Cleveland. And they've played one in Brooklyn. Um, two of the three games were in Cleveland. One was in Brooklyn. So the Nets do have the advantage in this in you know winning the season series and having won the only game that was played in Brooklyn. Now here were the scores of the three games between the Nets and Cavs this season. First one in which the Nets won, they won 109 to 99. The second one, the Cavs won this one. They won 114 to 107. And then last week, second to last game of the season, which turned out to be one of the bigger wins considering it put the Nets in the position that they're in right now. The Nets won against the Cleveland Cavaliers 118 to 107, despite Darius Garland having 30 plus points in that one. Nets have everyone ready to go, ex with the exception of obviously Ben Simmons and obviously Joe Harris. Other than that, the Nets have a boatload of different options at their disposal. We also did get word on Monday afternoon that uh, Seth Curry, despite dealing with an ankle injury that we've talked about before, will indeed play in this one. So that is uh, that is big. And Goran Dragic, who has been out for almost a month now due to health and safety protocols and COVID, he was actually cleared yesterday and will be available to play as well. So the Nets get a little bit more uh, stronger in their rotation going into this one. Now, Going back to Ben Simmons, this is the most up-to-date update we have at the moment. And this was what um, Adrian Wojnarowski said on ESPN two days ago to kind of give us an idea. He says that Ben Simmons will begin to, quote-unquote, ramp up his production this week and very likely could make his debut with the Nets in either games one or two of the first round if the Nets do actually get there. And also that the Nets are 
okay with having him. Well, not okay. They're more than happy with playing him between 10 to 15 minutes a night, you know, even having him at that low of, a, of an amount. So that is really, really important. That is really important uh, information. I still have a lot of doubts about Ben Simmons considering every single report we get turns out to not necessarily be the case later on. Um, but at the same time, it is great to hear that Ben Simmons is getting closer and closer and closer. And only, only, it'll, you know, only time will tell as to whether or not he really will be um, good to go. And we did hear that uh, he hasn't really been dealing with pain of late and that he's feeling pretty good and pretty confident in himself that he will be ready to go for the playoffs. But Seth Curry made it, you know, he said it best that they're not really, fo they're not focusing on Ben Simmons at all. Right now they're focusing on Cleveland and going from there. So we're not going to focus on Ben Simmons until it is necessary to do so. We have to continue to focus on tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But that was a big update that I wanted to quickly share with you guys. And we'll see, um, as always, we'll just see what happens. Now, let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers a little bit. They come in with the same record as the Nets, 44 and 38. They are 19 and 22 on the road. So that's a little bit more of an advantage towards the Nets that the Cavs have been uh, definitely struggling on the road. The Cavs have three former Nets from that um, that 18-19 team, Jared Allen, of course, Karis LeVert, and also Ed Davis. I don't think a lot of people remember Ed Davis, but yeah, Ed Davis as well. Now, the big news story coming out of Cleveland was simply this. What was going to be the game time status of Jared Allen? He has been de dealing with a fractured left finger that he sustained back on March 6th, has not played since then. So there's a big question, and there were rumors the last couple of days that Jared Allen could potentially play, even if, you know, he's not at 100%. But according to uh, Shams uh, Sharania from, from Stadium, he did confirm that Jared Allen would not be playing in this game tonight against the Nets. So that is obviously a positive for the Nets that they don't have to deal with the funk. Um, and speaking of funk, the Cavs have certainly been in a funk for the most part since Jared Allen got hurt. Um, I often wonder if the Cavs would be higher up in the standings if Jared Allen had not gotten hurt. I think there's a good chance of that. Jared Allen did not play in the last game against the Nets last week. Um, but that doesn't mean that the Cavs are still not a dangerous team that could easily pull off an upset tonight in Brooklyn. Because you got three guys, to me, that are the biggest X factors going into this one for Cleveland. You got Evan Mobley, who will most likely be the rookie of the year because he's been that good and he just got back. Um, his first game back actually was against the Nets in that um, second to last game of the regular season, who he had been dealing with an injury as well. So uh, the Cavs, I'm sure, are thrilled to have him back at least. Darius Garland, who we talked about before, and the, uh, the redemption to an extent of Kevin Love. Um, who has been playing really well. I think he dropped, what, like 36, 38 points in the regular season final against uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Granted, the Bucks weren't really playing anybody, but still. Uh, but you look at these three guys. Look at Darius Garland first. 21.7 points per game, averaging just a little under nine assists per game. So Darius Garland is the main cog in this offense right now. When he goes, the Cavs go. And this man dropped over 30 points the last time we played him. There's a very good chance he could do that tonight, especially with the lack of consistency on the defensive side for the Nets. Evan Mobley, 
15 points per game, also averaging just over eight rebounds per game. And the reason I bring up, you know, rebounding and defense um, is because of the main topics I'm going to discuss when it comes to the main preview in just a moment. Then for Kevin Love, just a little under 14 points a game, but also actually rebounding pretty well at a pretty good rate, averaging just over seven rebounds a game. So Kevin Love has certainly been doing that. Now, as far as the main questions of this game, this is what I have for you wonderful people. The first thing is simply this. Rebounding and defense will be the key in this one. I don't think there's any question about it. The Nets lack getting rebounds consistently. It's, it's very easy against the Nets to just constantly tip the ball up in the air left and right because the Nets struggle to just grab the ball and bring it down, even with the likes of Nick Claxton, Aldridge, Drummond, Katie. We, we, we struggle with it mightily. And then as far as defense, we do struggle, especially when we have a lead late in the game, to close out games, to get two or three stops down the, down the, down the stretch. And that are those are going to be two major factors in this game, especially if it's close, which I fully expect it to be. So keep an eye on that. The other big question mark is how much will Katie and Kyrie play? My response, as much as they need to play to win this game. At this point in the season, you know, minutes restrictions and things like that do not matter. It's now about you roll the ball out and you play as much as possible in order to win these games, especially in these one-game winner-go-home settings. You have to leave everything out there. You can't leave anything out there. You have to go out there and play. So those are the two big questions, big things I'm looking for in this one um, tonight. So with that being said, what is my prediction? Well, I still feel relatively confident that because of how well the Nets have been playing of late from an offensive standpoint and the fact that we, again, we do have Kevin Durant, we do have Kyrie Irving, we're getting uh, Seth Curry and Goran Dragic back in the lineup. We're a lot deeper than we were the last time we played these guys, and I think we're just a lot more confident as well. And so for that reason, I'm going to go with the Nets to win this one in regulation by the score of 119 to 111. And that's still relatively close because it kind of goes off of the, the, the previous three games this season. Because think about it. First game, the winning team won by, won by 10. Second game, the winning team won by 7. Third game, the team won by 11. So it's been relatively consistent and not that big of a difference in scoring. So I think that it's going to be a pretty much a close game, a dog fight as we've seen in so many games. But I do think that the Nets will just be able to have just a little bit more than the Cavs and come away with this win, secure the seventh seed, and uh, get ready to play the Celtics in round two. So that is my preview and prediction for this one. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
21 or older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, I did want to wrap this up, though, with a quick, interesting story that I got this morning that I wanted to share with you guys. And I know it doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought it was something interesting that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. So apparently there has been a new report out there about the potential beef between Kevin Durant and James Harden that also could have led to James Harden uh, leaving the Nets to go to the 76ers. According to Kevin Arnovitz of ESPN, the discontent between the two began when Harden showed up to training camp out of shape. Harden arrived out of shape at training camp earlier this season, irking Durant, who wanted his star teammate to prioritize conditioning more in their pursuit of a title. Durant was astonished in the opening weeks of the season at Harden's lack of explosiveness and sluggish play, something he attributed in large part to Harden's being out of shape as he did the ensuing hamstring issues, Arnovitz reported Tuesday. With each passing week, Harden became more isolated with staff and teammates increasingly frustrated by the static, Arnovitz reported. Teammates, Nets head coach Steve Nash and general manager Sean Marks weren't able to help Harden and Durant squash their lingering animosity, according to Arnovitz. Harden instead grew increasingly isolated from the team. Harden reportedly considered Durant's views of him to be harsh. And after all this, as we all know, he eventually would get traded, James Harden. Um, I do believe that there is uh, substance to this. I think that also the reports about the discontent between Kyrie and Harden is true as well. I think reality, when you look at the, the big, the, you know, the big three was simply this Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, they know what it takes to win a championship. Kevin Durant wants to continue to win as much as possible. Kyrie's going to do his thing, regardless of, of what it, uh, how it affects the team. We know this as far as James Harden is concerned. What, look, we know that he originally wanted to go to the Sixers back in the beginning of all this nonsense a year and change ago. We know this, um, but he but he ended up going to the Nets, uh, which he felt like would be even better than the situation in Philadelphia. And uh, things did not work out the first year. Harden was out of shape. You got to call it like it is. And he was dealing with hamstring injuries and things like that. When they got to training camp, Harden didn't really look like he had gotten into shape at all. And then we were hearing reports that he was trying to find a way to get out from the beginning of the season. And you have to remember, Kevin Durant signed a contract extension with the Nets with the expectation that both Kyrie and Harden would immediately sign extensions right after that. Well, neither one of them did. I still think that there's a very good chance that Kyrie will do that, but I, but it, w- it looks like it was never the intent of James Harden to do that. Um, and then we had... The, the whole season and, uh, you know, Katie getting hurt and then Harden just kind of checking out and really not even trying and eventually forcing his way out of Brooklyn to go to Philadelphia. So I do believe that there is some beef to that. I do believe that there is some discontent between those guys. And uh, I mean, obviously there is the possibility that they can meet up in the playoffs, although it wouldn't be until the Eastern conference finals, but still I'm sure that uh Things will come to a boil at some point. We saw how, you know, both sides reacted when they played each other back in March when the Nets dominated the 76ers, Um, you know, so all of these things just kind of, kind of, they kind of just mix together and make sense of it all that uh, Harden was looking for an easy championship. He was mad at Kyrie that Kyrie wasn't putting in the full effort. Uh, KD was mad at Harden because Harden wasn't, um, putting in 100% effort himself. 
So it just didn't work out from all of those standpoints. And so they ended up having to make the decision to move on, which I think at the end of the day is, is probably the best thing for all parties involved. Um, it is what it is. I still think Harden is a great player. I just do not like the way that he, um, he found it. He forced his way out of Brooklyn. But then again, now I know how, uh, how Rockets fans feel. And, and yeah, there is regret trading for Harden because look at what the Nets could have potentially right now if they were able to keep the guys that they kept with guys like Jared Allen and Karis LeVert and guys like that. Who knows how much better this Nets team would actually be even right now. So, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. You didn't think it, you, the, the, the big three experiment was going to end as quickly as it started, but that's the, that's the situation that we're in. So again, not really surprised that this was something that came out and it was reported and Katie was upset with Harden. I know Katie at one point reportedly said, you know, F Harden, we don't need him kind of thing. You know, that was, you know, that's, I'm not putting words in his mouth or anything like that. That's just kind of based off of what I, what I saw and what I read. Um, but it is what it is, man. And again, none of that matters now. Focus is tonight in Brooklyn against the Cavs. Win and you become the seventh seed and take on the Celtics in round one. So Nets world, we need you loud and loud and proud at the Barclays Center and around the world. And uh, let's cheer on our Nets team to a uh, to a victory tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers.